Rich Risfit with American Ag Network here. Uh, I'm out in Mapleton, North Dakota, and it is uh, North Dakota Corn Growers' 35th anniversary. I caught up with uh, Tom Haig here, who is the National Corn Growers President-Elect. How are you doing today? I'm doing real good, Richard. Uh, you know, it's uh, great to be coming up here. I drove uh, the three hours from my hometown in Minnesota to get up here, and, you know, they just uh, asked me if I'd come up so I could speak a little bit, and... Uh, it's, it's kind of nice because there's a few guys uh, from North Dakota that got me started with uh, corn, being on the national side. So uh, just to uh, pay back favors, uh, it was well worth the trip. Well, uh, you want to talk about those two? And sure, let's talk about the first one was when uh, Bart Schott was president. I was uh, the second year on at Minnesota Corn as a state board member, and I applied for an action team. And uh, Bart did some checking with some Minnesota fellas and said, uh, yeah, he's a, okay, put him on a team. Well, that was the start. Well, then you get a, on the board for a while, and then you think, uh, well, should I try to run to be on the national board? <clears throat> luckily, uh, <coughs> luckily, people uh, voted me on. Then I had a chance to speak with the last president, Kevin Skunas, and uh, that was very beneficial. And uh, before I decided to put my name in for leadership, Kevin called me and said, Tom, are you going to do it or you're not? Just remember, if you don't, you might regret it. So uh, I put my name in. I got elected, and uh, this October 1st, I'll be taking over as the new pre or the president for uh, this coming year for the National Corn Growers. And why is it important for people to get involved with the National Corn Growers and in their states? Uh, wh why is it important to, to be involved in this stuff? Well, you know, it's it, it's one of the things that as we grow up and you uh, you go through leadership, you all find out that there's uh, there's there's less people in agriculture. And, you know, what are we at? 1.5%. So just think of our voice, how small we are. And if we don't speak up, we're going to get surrounded by the by our environmentalists or whatever down the road, even right now. So you have to become involved. You have to show support within your state. And with doing that, it's the grassroots that lead right up to the national level. And so... What are some of the things that you're looking at in the near future here? You know, we got the farm bill coming up or anything else that uh, that's affecting corn growers at the moment? At, uh, the biggest thing right now is that we're looking at the farm bill coming up. And, uh, you know, a lot of uh, other the commodities have opened up and says this is what they would like to see. And they've been talking. Our number one goal for going into the farm bill, which is the main thing, is to keep crop insurance. You know, the people here in North Dakota, have had some crazy years these last few years. It's either been too wet or too dry. They know exactly what crop insurance can do to their their farming operation. And every farm bill, there's individuals, groups that want to take that away from there because they said, oh, all it is is uh, farmers getting rich off insurance. That's not the case. I, uh, you know, my example is I farmed for almost 40 years and I think I've used it four times. You know, so it, it's it's just like car insurance. You don't want it. You don't really feel that you need it, but you have to take it right now, especially with the cost of our inputs and everything like that being where it is. You have to have some guarantee at the end to uh, make sure you stay solid with uh, your bankers and going down the road. Uh, this is off topic. You don't have to answer this if you don't want, but I there's there's been some some kind of chatter about. North Dakota uh, and the Dakotas and Minnesota having a very early prevent plant date for crop insurance. You want to speak anything to that? Um, I don't know an awful lot because where I am, we have yet to, uh, 
2019 we could have used prevent plan, but normally you can. But I know as soon as you get further north, you have those dates that are there. You know what? Sometimes Mother Nature just don't co-op and cooperative with you, and we go, well, how am I supposed to beat this? You you don't you know you can be, you got all your equipment ready to go, but you, Mother Nature's not letting you go. I think we had a blizzard in April in this area this year, and so. I mean, you just can't get in. No, I know. You know, normally in my area, we try to get in planting corn around that 20th of April. I think this year we pushed it a little bit, and we didn't get in until one day or two days before Mother's Day in May. So, I mean, yeah, you know, so it's it's there. And we noticed that once June 1st hits, even for us, if we're going to plant corn yet, we need a perfect summer for that mature to get it done. Otherwise, you're going to have wet corn, and that is not the good either to spend a lot of money on LP to dry it. Uh, any other issues you want to talk about today? Well, I just, you know, I'm just happy, just happy to be here for, you know, helping North Dakota support 35 years of, of being a member of the their state and of the national. So, you know, they've and they've had three presidents come out of this small country that. They say it's too far north to grow corn. Well, they're proving them wrong. So that's, uh, you know, no, it's just, uh, it's fun to be here. And it's just, uh, hope to have a good evening tonight. Perfect. Well, thank you very much, Tom, for spending a little time with us. Thank you very much, Richard.